Welcome to another episode of the Get Back Coach, presented by Apollo Media. And today we are going to talk about the dream, the dream of every college football fan, the dream, my personal dream. And I don't want to speak for Jay, but I would say a dream of his as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's we are we have created our own college football tour of 2022. And to put yourself in this mindset of what would you do if you were a college football fan and you had unlimited money, unlimited resources, and could go to any game you possibly wanted every week, where would you go? And I pers- this this little topic has a little soft spot for me. Um, my buddies and I in college, we, we go to one college football game um, every year, and we, we go to a different place, and it's awesome. There's like between 8 to 12 of us. So this right here has a little place in my heart. Um, but, Jay, you, you're the one who actually wrote about this first and sent it over to me, and I thought it was a great idea to have, you know, to, to dedicate an entire episode to this. Oh yeah. I mean, like, so this kind of the genesis of this was whenever I was running the, the send Jay away poll on Twitter, uh, which coincidentally sent, is sending me to Morgantown to visit my podcast co-host. Woo-hoo. Talk about a, a nice little coincidence there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the genesis of this was like, man, there's so many incredible college football environments and, I think it was a little bit of like a a dark turn where I was like, it sucks that in life I'm not going to be able to go to these places, Uh, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, we don't want to get too depressing on the podcast, but uh, that gave me the idea. Like if I had unlimited money and could go to a full slate of games for the year, uh, like my own kind of better version of college game day where I get to actually tailgate with the people, what would I do? So I started researching it and I put together a list pretty quickly because <laughs> I mean, there are, it's, it's a, it's a mixture of like, you know, incredible college environments versus, you know, the actual level of the game and then stuff outside of the, uh, of the realm of college football. But because it's such a national sport with, you know, locales all over the place. And I mean, even internationally, as I don't know if we'll get to that, but uh, I think we may touch on that a little bit in oh, the in the, in the episode. <laughs> um, it's it's one of those sports, and it's something that I I constantly say not only on here but to friends who like college football but don't love it is that there it, every place you go to is different. It's unique. It has its own culture, and it's just so different than professional sports um even so much as the stadiums where you know most of your nfl stadiums are pretty cookie cutter um you have a couple places that have a really fun atmosphere uh like buffalo or the philadelphia eagles seattle green bay you know but there's so there's a lot of others that are kind of bland. I love the Miami Dolphins. I really do. But guess what? Their game day atmosphere is bland. Um, Jerry World. 
Jerry World is a different thing, but uh, yes, but it's bland. It's, it is. It's don't it's, let anybody tell you that it's not. I've played there. <laughs> it's a money. It's a. We're gonna get to Jerry World later, um, but it's just college football stadiums, college football atmospheres. The culture is just. It's just something about it, and like I said, each place is different. It's unique. It's what makes the sport great. It's just and one of those slivers. The, the closest thing you get to it is the, probably European soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from people I've talked to. I mean, there's so many organic traditions. And the history of these like football clubs in England dates back to you know the 1900s, uh, all the way back into even like the 1890s in some cases, I think. Or yeah, I mean, I'd have to brush up on my history, but you're getting that history more with college football than you are with the NFL really. Uh, And that's why I think you have so many organic traditions, folks that have been watching the same school for generations. Uh, And it's just something that can't be replicated in the NFL. And I think that's why college football holds such a important piece of my heart. And also why I'm looking at a deal like this, where, I want to go experience so many of these traditions in person. Yeah. You have some of these rivalries that took place before 1900. So they're literally twice the age of most or of really all NFL teams. So it's, and again, we, we can sit here and, and talk about this all day long, but it's, it's what it's why we love this sport and it's why we do this podcast and do the things that we do. Um, but without further ado, week zero, we, we don't start at week one. No, 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 no. We don't start at week one. We start in week zero and Jay, I believe you and I have the same one here. Um, unlimited resources. Why wouldn't you want to go to Dublin, Ireland to watch Northwestern and Nebraska? The only excuse you would get is if if you were going to Hawaii uh, to to watch the game there. Uh, But zero week, I mean, sure, the game's not the best. Uh, Nebraska and Northwestern, you know, it's not the best brand of football that we're going to witness, but it's it's Dublin, Ireland. You know, I have always, I think, I think I said it in my article, but like every, you know, Irish person in Boston. I have always wanted to go visit Dublin, uh, go visit Ireland. I, I'm talking about having a, a Guinness Shoey uh, at the St. James Brewery just uh, just to go ahead and uh, really get them the college football culture. I guess Shoeys are really a, a rugby thing, but we, we don't have to talk about that too much. Uh, it, it's just, I mean, and I think Notre Dame and Navy have played over there before. So I think Notre Dame and Navy... I want to say Notre Dame and Boston College did once. And then the year after, um, Penn State played Central Florida in Dublin. I think James Franklin's first win was there. But the thing was, it was supposed to be O'Brien, Bill O'Brien versus um, O'Leary, who was coaching Central Florida. And then Bill O'Brien went to the Texans, and then Franklin had to um, obviously fill in. But yeah, so there, there's the trivia question. Where was James Franklin's first win uh, with the Penn State program? It was in Ireland. So look Dublin, at that. Dublin, Ireland. 
Look at that. But yeah, I mean, so we do get one Irish connection here with Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. There's a little bit there. I, I don't think Frost is, I mean, he's, he is redheaded, so perhaps, but. Maybe uh, a little bit. He's got Maybe a little some. bit of Irish there. <laughs> some. Um, my whole thing with going to Dublin uh, before the game, I would want to go to uh, Brazen, which I believe is the oldest pub in Dublin, dating back to 1198. Um, get it, and I would want to get like a beef and stew type of thing, you know, poured in Guinness. Heck I think yeah. that seems appropriate. I mean, like what? It's just we talk about history, but eleven hundred for a pub? Can you imagine? Oh yeah, I mean, dudes, dudes are like going through the Black Plague and like, I think I'll just have a pint. <laughs> but I mean, literally, I mean, that's it's. I mean, we talking about history, but Ireland, man. Ireland, I would love to go. I would love to go there. So it's a, it's a bit of a uh, a weird environment, but I mean, who, who doesn't want to go visit Ireland? So uh, that that one was an easy inclusion for zero. Week. Very easy, very easy. Now I now we're going to disagree. Well, not disagree, but we're going to have uh, different answers, differences, differences. Um, so week one, my week one, I think this is a no brainer. Um, Notre Dame at Ohio State, two blue blood programs in the horseshoe. Again, they're not playing in Columbus, or sorry, they're not playing in Indianapolis or Detroit or Atlanta. No, 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 no. They're playing on a college campus. They're playing in the horseshoe um, to see those two helmets go against each other, the shiny gold, and then you got the silver on the other side. Pre, um, pre-sticker stickers for all those Ohio state helmets. Um, I think it'd be absolutely perfect game to go. Uh, my recommendation from what I've read online, go to the varsity club for dinner, get a triple decker and then to wash it down, go to threes above high. Apparently it's a nice hippie theme bar. (laughs) So for my week one, uh, I went very different here. Uh, I went Boise State at Oregon State. And for one thing, I do have uh, Columbus on the list later. I didn't want to repeat uh, visit. But right. the Pacific Northwest is probably my favorite part of the country from a uh, mountain man standpoint, I guess you could say. I uh, I really enjoy just uh, seeing trees and, and nature and whatnot. Uh, but... In addition to that, I do think Oregon State could be a sneaky, sneaky pick in the Pac-12 North this year. Obviously, they were much improved last year. Uh, Oregon's got a new coach coming in. Washington is down. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of a an open division, in my opinion. Uh, and then you add to that the, the beauty of the Pacific Northwest. You know, three hours away, Mount St. Helens, historic volcano. Uh, some of you may or may not know about that was my uh, bonus activity, uh, which is actually going to end up being a little bit of a recurring theme for the state of Oregon. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but yeah, Oregon State, Boise State, you know, Boise State's always one of those teams that is uh, capable of knocking off a power five school. And so I think this is a good test to see uh, if Oregon State could really be a dark horse in the Pac-12 North when Boise State comes to town. I mean, Oregon's, 
Oregon State has a sneaky cool feel too. I love that black and orange combination. And you you are right. That division's kind of up in the air. Oregon State was already improved. They have a shot. They definitely have a shot. Team team to look to look out for in the Pac-12 in that division. Right. Um my week two, you talk about the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Baylor at BYU, not Alabama at Texas for big noon. Why do you want to go see a blowout? Absolutely not. There is no doubt Lavelle Edwards is going to be absolutely rocking under under the lights. One of the most visually stunning landscapes in all of college football. Um, I want to go up there with the Mormons. Listen, Baylor's coming off the Big 12 championship. BYU, good, solid program. BYU has a chance to really make some noise. Don't be surprised if Baylor, I'm not saying they're going to sleepwalk through the game, but aren't caught by surprise by the Cougars. And and people forget, I mean, the elevation is a little bit of a factor there. I'd have to look up what Provo is. Uh, but I mean, anytime a team's going from, you know, roughly sea level in Waco with the, with the biker shootouts and the David Korish, uh, up to BYU, uh, it's, it's a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that should be a really, a really fun, challenging, uh, early season game for my week two pick. I have Elastico for those who are not cultured. That is the Cyhawk trophy, uh, Iowa and Iowa state. So Iowa State travels to Kinnick to take on the Hawkeyes. Uh, this game is, I don't really know how to, it's one of those games that's just always chaotic. And the football that's played isn't necessarily a pretty brand, but it always ends up being a close game. Uh, I don't see that going any differently this year. And then also we have the added effect of Kinnick, uh, the, the newer, one of the newer traditions in college football. Uh, where, where they all the fans turned to wave at the children's hospital uh, is something that's really cool and I, I I would love to witness in person. Uh, for my bonus activity, uh, I, I'm not too familiar with Iowa. Uh, I, I literally all I know about Iowa is Iowa football, Iowa State football, and both of those schools also having great wrestling programs. Mm-hmm. So I googled uh, the best attractions in Iowa. And the first result I got was the Devonian Fossil Gorge. Uh, so th- that is where I'm headed. Okay. Uh, are you going to be go like to Iowa? Are you going to be like Dr. Alan Grant and yeah. paleontology action? This is exactly what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm going to take some frog DNA with me and uh, try to bring some dinosaurs back to life. Um, I have a little bit of a disagree. I don't think that game's going to be chaotic. I think Iowa is going to just womp them they are i That's, i think i think like someone who has not watched enough alasicos i mean i i've seen enough of them i mean iowa beat them decently well last year and last year last year was supposed to be iowa state's year and they didn't have that great of a year they're losing a decent amount i i, I don't know i listen you, you i, I like faith. i like the pick for like the rivalry and everything I just think it's going to be a poor game. I think Iowa <laughs> kills them. Um, well, I mean, at, at least if it's a poor game, I still get to spend time in Iowa. And uh, digging up dinosaur bounds. Exactly. I, it's so it's I another found, state for me to cross off the list. Yeah. You know, I haven't been to Iowa yet. 
I ha- I found something out researching BYU when I was looking through um, different places, uh, bars and places to, to eat. Are we talking about there soaking? are there uh, are bars in Provo. There's, so like, I think there's like three or four bars in there, Provo. There's a few. So like um, to eat in Provo, if you're going to a game at uh, BYU, from what I've gathered, and again, um, the people who listen to this are probably going to uh, rip us apart and say we're tourists or whatever, which we are. Um, That's, but I'd get a, a tour. Yeah, literally a tour. Uh, I'd get a roasted pork sandwich from Dinner Station 22. And then I would also, for the bar, apparently ABG bar is like pool, pinball, live music, really dark tavern. Sounds like a place I'd want to go to. So they do have bars in Mormon country, the ABG bar. There you go. There it is. Week three. Jay, do you want to start this? I will start this. Start uh, this. Start this one. I am going to the Mountain West Air Force. The, ba- at- I, uh, the Mountain Best. The Mountain, the Mountain Best. Best. You're right. The you're Mountain right. Best. Air Force at Wyoming. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Laramie, uh, where the Cowboys of Wyoming play, uh, happens to be host to the highest elevation of any FBS school in the country. 7,220 feet. I know that because it's on a lot of their branding. Wyoming has always had a soft spot in my heart. Uh, it's it's just a state of natural beauty. I mean, I, I, I love Wyoming so much. People will knock this and be like, oh, well, Yellowstone is like six hours away from Laramie. What are you talking about? Laramie's not that great. Uh, I disagree. There's some beautiful old spruce trees that line the campus right next to the stadium. Uh, obviously, for my, my bonus activity, I'm going to the Grand Teton National Park and Yellowstone. Uh, it is the most picturesque part of the country in my mind. Uh, you get to see buffalo. I mean, there's wolves in there. There's moose. Don't take selfies with any of those creatures. They will fuck you up. Uh, it's just... It is Wyoming's just a, a special place to me. Plus, it's the like lowest amount of of humanity, uh, I think, per per square yes. mile or whatever. That is true. Uh, which is another bonus for me because then I don't have to worry about accidentally running into people. Um, so I just checked because I I was curious how close Laramie is to Jackson Hole, and they are literally on opposite ends of Wyoming. It's six, six hours isn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, Laramie is at the uh, the right corner and Jackson Hole's at the left top corner. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Because I, I thought you made were going that drive Jackson. before. <laughs> you have made that drive before. Yep. Oh, man. what What is there? I mean, I know that part. I know that part of the country is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, mountains. Mountains, lots of mountains. Ski resort. Uh, Jackson actually has some pretty good golf up there i think too in the in, during golf season uh which is i think noticeably shorter than uh in the south but uh yeah i mean i think it's the largest free roaming elk herd in the country uh and they, they'll uh spend their time in in that part of wyoming it's uh it's just a uh, beautiful place and I, i'm a big nature guy no and i mean you look at all the different you know, the stadium, the, the cool looking stadiums, we all see the land, the, the cool landscapes um, and the Pacific Northwest 
or just the Northwest in general, just always comes up all their stadiums, just beautiful landscapes. Um, all right. It's time for me to be a Homer. Jay, I'm Homer pick is coming up. Uh, Penn state at Auburn. Uh, I don't think Auburn as a home field advantage or as a college football destination gets enough credit because of, um, you know, Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama's really good. And I just think Auburn kind of gets pushed to the side. Mississippi state at least has the cowbells of Florida. Um, Auburn doesn't get enough credit. So I'd love to go to see Auburn that place. It's a three thirty kick place is going to be jumping. They don't want to lose two games to a, a team of Yankees. Um, so, but yeah, Jordan Hare always jumping uh, to see the Eagle fly across the stadium, the crowd yelling, Weagle, Weagle, War, Damn Eagle. I just think it'd be an awesome place to watch a game. Um, I'd go before the game, or sorry, after the game, I'd get dinner at the Hound for a little bit of meatloaf action. And then in the evening, halftime. Seems like a nice sports bar. I, not a not a lot of big bar scene. I or I didn't see a big bar scene at Auburn. So yeah, they they have uh, I forget what their bar scene's called. Uh, I mean, it's right there by uh, Tumor's Corner or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it's I, I agree with you though wholeheartedly on Jordan Hare. I mean, that place is underrated. Uh, I played there in 2014 and. Uh, we went in, and I, I think it was a top five ranked Auburn team that we upset. But man, that place was loud as all get out. Uh, and I, I've all—it's one of the few. There's two schools in the SEC West right now uh, where I haven't seen a game as a fan, uh, and that's Auburn and Mississippi State. I've played in both of those stadiums. Mississippi State—I have no desire to go back to. Fuck those cowbells. <laughs> but is it, uh, is it that bad? Oh, uh, dude. Well, I mean, like, I also they were good that, at that time too. Yeah, that was that was Dak. Uh, yeah, that was so Dak, yeah. that was really good, Mississippi State. Uh, but you know, it, it Jordan Hare. I, I respect the heck out of that pick, especially with it being your school playing there. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I think you'll have a good time there. Auburn people seem nice when they came up to Penn State, so I, I wouldn't mind going down there. And yeah. they've all said like, "Hey, you guys, you should come down." Blah blah blah. I think there's there was only like one instance and it was like a younger guy, but again, students are going to be students. Um, yeah, I mean, like you, you get enough alcohol on anybody, they can be a little bit questionable sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just like the guy who told me the Civil War is still going on, which I was like, <laughs> I got to walk away from you. I got to walk away from you. Yeah, um, that's... <laughs> that that's messed up. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the week four. It's time. I'm going to say something nice about Tennessee. The third Saturday in September, Florida goes down to Tennessee to play rivalry game. Listen, I've been very critical about Tennessee. Great. uh, Their stadium has a great atmosphere. So, again, I'm going to say something nice about Tennessee. Um, Nylon, Neyland, however you pronounce it, it's old but those people show up. Um, and I have no doubt that it's going to be a crazy rocking atmosphere. Tennessee is going to be good this year. I don't know how good, but.
but I know they're they're going to be good. I'm talking no less than eight wins, and I think playing Florida and beating them is just going to propel their season. Um, if anyone goes to Tennessee, I've been to Tennessee. You need to go to Ye Old Steakhouse. It is probably the greatest place I've ever ate a meal, ever. I'm telling you, this place is amazing. Everything I had there was out of this world. Um, I'd go back there in a second. So if you're going to go to Tennessee, go to Ye Old Steakhouse. Uh, make sure you get a steak. I got a porterhouse, medium rare. Um, and as far as best bars go, Preservation Pub, and I don't think it's even close. Rooftop bar, live music. It's just a great scene. Um Listen, I'm hard on Tennessee usually, but I gotta, I, I have to give them credit where credit is due. Um, just, it's a great atmosphere down there, and also got to check out Yale Steakhouse and Preservation Pub. Well, uh, this is kind of a recurring theme for Week Four because you like to give Tennessee a hard time. I like to give the entire state of Ohio a hard time where the national color is gray and the base export is mediocrity. That is how I feel about the state of Ohio. Ohio State itself is obviously a very powerful uh, program uh, with some questionable fans, uh, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do want to see a game at the Horseshoe. And when Wisconsin comes to town in week four to play at Columbus, it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. Uh, these two teams generally tend to be at the top of their division. Uh, Wisconsin usually tends to be the best team in the West. Ohio State tends to be the best team in the East. Obviously, that wasn't the case last year uh, for for Ohio State, but uh, it's Wisconsin too. Yeah, uh, I forgot. I even forgot who who played uh, Iowa. In the, okay. Iowa won the West. Uh, but you know, it's. Very similar programs, Iowa and Wisconsin. I mean, they're just going to try to outmuscle you. But, uh, you know, Wisconsin, you know, should uh, should be, as always, troublesome this year. Uh, the, the biggest issue tends to be with the speed, uh, which is where I think Wisconsin will struggle a bit against Ohio State. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's getting to see one of the biggest, best venues in college football at the Horseshoe. Uh, for my bonus activity, uh, I decided that I was going to drive down to Cincinnati, get some Skyline chili, and then get out of the state as fast as possible. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. I got to get Skyline. I've never had Skyline chili. Yeah, I, I'm only- a little bit scared just because I know what Texas chili is capable of. And, you know, especially, you know, some of the barbecue spots down here and doing brisket chili. It's just so much talent. I, I don't know how, uh, how my taste buds are going to react to. Uh, you're gonna think skyline it's chili you're gonna probably. think it's garbage there's you're a chance i do garbage. i actually think that noodles you know it, it makes sense because like a bolognese with noodles it works yeah. and, and what is chili if not americanized bolognese i mean yeah <laughs> um so my it's gonna be fun. even hotter take than any of my football yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, gotta, we gotta clip that um so my week five pick NC State at Clemson. So this one has some storylines to it. Clemson wants a little bit of payback last year. NC State wants to prove that they are contenders. Last year wasn't a fluke. Um, 
And also, Clemson still wants to prove that they are the big dog in the ACC. Sorry, Pitt. It's still Clemson. Um, Maybe. Maybe it's NC State. We'll see. No, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's because NC State has some hype coming in this this year. They got a lot back. Leary is looking like a, a Heisman dark horse. So, again, you have a team like Clemson that wants to prove last year was a fluke. And you want have NC State proven wants to prove that one, it wasn't a fluke last year, and two, that they're the new that they can be the new top dog in the conference. Um, so it's at Clemson. Um, unfortunately, last time I was at Clemson, they beat the bricks off of Wake Forest by like 30 some points. So the crowd was kind of dead after 21 nothing. Um, if you're gonna go somewhere, the smoking pig, go there for a pork plate. Uh, one of my biggest regrets is not getting into the smoking pig when I was down in Clemson. Um, heard it's one of the best uh, places in the country. Um, wash it down at the SO Club. You can also get food at the SO Club, but it's a really cool uh, old. It's made out of an old gas station, um, like an old SO gas station. Really cool. Um, really, really cool uh, atmosphere there at the SO club. So yeah, NC state at Clemson, my week five. So I will also be going to the state of South Carolina in week five. Uh, I am going to Georgia Southern at coastal. Oh, a very, very fun sunbelt matchup between two schools that are kind of notorious for their uh, ability to party. Let's be honest here. Uh, that's the real reason that I want to go to this game. I've seen what happens in Statesboro. I've seen what happened in Con- Conway. These are two teams that I feel like when you put them together, the tailgate is going to be magical. Uh, obviously, Coastal Carolina has been a power in the in the in the Sun Belt as well. Uh, so you add that to the fact uh, Clay Helton coming from USC is a new head coach at Georgia Southern. Uh, you know they're they're transitioning from the option, so that could be. A little bit of a process. I don't know if I'd expect too much in, in year one. Uh, but, you know, Coastal being one of the best teams in the in, in the Sun Belt uh, makes this a worthy inclusion from a football standpoint and not just a tailgating standpoint. After the game, I'm headed down to Myrtle Beach. So what – and also you get that aqua turf, which oh, yeah. – is, is there a name for it? Like is there a nickname? You know how Boise has the, the Smurf turf? Do they have a name for it? I I don't know. I think they're too concerned with their mullets to like actually come up with a name for the field, uh, which I respect, by the way, coastal fans, if you're listening. Uh, but no, nah, I don't. I don't know if that aqua turf has a has a name yet. I think it's like, close enough to like green that it, they're just like whatever. Yeah, I, aren't the mullet the aren't the mullet boys out? Uh, they, I think they... I think they are, but I know like Grace McCall's still there. Yeah, uh, yeah, McCall is so there. I don't know if McCall had the mullet or not, but yeah, I mean it, it's South Carolina, it's coastal South Carolina, so you know there's probably going to be mullets no matter what. Chanticleer football never stops. Love it. Um, week six, I think you and I have the same one. I think we I have believe the same so. one. A and M at Alabama. I mean, just with this off season, you have to go to this game. Oh yeah. This is one of probably the most intriguing matchups all year. AM has had about three recruiting classes that are in the top five. 
Saban throws a little bit of shade, not not shade, but just saying, trying to rally his boosters of like, hey, AM's getting all these kids because they have all these NIL deals. AM people took it as Saban saying they're paying players, which he kind of did hint at. Um, but anyway, to be fair, the words were they bought their class. They bought their class. Very poor, very poor choice of words. Um, or fantastic choice of words uh, if you're promoting an upcoming game. Also, true. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe this is all a work. Is it a work? Are Jimbo I, I and Saban in cahoots? Are they? I don't know. Was it a shoot or a work? I I don't know. I don't. I think I, it, I'm just saying. I think it was a shoot. It was a shoot. <laughs> um, but Bama, what? I mean, listen, Bama. Their perfect season was ruined. Well, before the national title game, it was ruined against A and M. So now they have A and M going to Tuscaloosa. Um, listen, I want to hear Dixieland delight. I want to hear it. I want to hear it in person. I want to see all those crazy LED lights just waving around uh, like a like a southern disco. Um, for, for my post-game dinner, I think you're going to be mad at me about my post-game dinner because it's an Alabama chain called Dreamland Barbecue. Oh, uh, no, I'm not mad at you. I understand. Okay. I, again, I'm not as cultured as you when it comes to this stuff, but I did see later on when I picked this spot that it was a it was a chain in Alabama and I know you're not a big fan of chains no I think chains can be good but it's also like a local chain like it's not super right it's not super widespread it's like just in the state um and for the evening uh I got two for the evening uh Gillette's and then also Houndstooth oh Harry's as well so yeah I have three in there I couldn't make up my mind Gillette's Houndstooth or Harry's if you're making your way down to Tuscaloosa. Hold on. There, there's a, a Tuscaloosa bar that uh, follows me on, on Twitter. Oh yeah. Sure we I got them a shout out. Absolutely. Uh, let me, let me, let me check this real quick. Uh, I believe it's Innisfree. That, that's where I'm going to go whenever I'm in Tuscaloosa. Is I'm going to go to Innisfree because uh, these, these kind folks have been following me for a while. Uh, and uh, I just really support them. They seem to always have a, a good time at the free. Uh, but other than that, I also want to get to the state of Alabama a week early for this game and uh, go check out the race at Talladega. Uh, so they race Sunday, October 2nd, which is the, the weekend before uh, A&M and Alabama play. So it's a perfect time to to go get a little bit uh, of a of a party in on the boulevard down there in Talladega, and then uh, spend spend your week in Alabama getting ready for Texas A and M and in Alabama, which is going to be one of the best storyline games of the year going into the season. That going to Talladega, and I'm not that big into NASCAR. Like I used to go to game or I used to go to races in Dover, and I lived by the Poconos. I didn't even know Delaware was a real place, to be honest with you. <laughs> Dover, man, the Monster Mile. There you go. Um, and then, uh, but anyway, I'm not a huge into NASCAR, but dude, Talladega would be an awesome place to go. And like that infield, get that's a party. I, that is a party. So I, yeah. I haven't been to the infield at Talladega yet, but I did go uh, watch a race at Talladega after AM played at Bama. 
Uh, it worked out where it was like the Sunday after the game instead of the Sunday before like this year. And Talladega is, I mean, it's, it is a special place that uh, you kind of have to just experience for yourself at some point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that lines up perfectly. Who knows? Maybe you might actually do that. I might. I might. Maybe if uh, Subaru hooks me up with the car in between now and then. Subaru, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What, what are you waiting for? No, in mean, the words of Ellie Golding, what are you waiting for? We're you're sitting on a we're sitting on a gold mine here. Um, so we're gonna move on to week seven. So these two, this matchup isn't. It doesn't have as much hype as it as it normally would, but because they're both in a weird state right now, I think it's going to be a good time. And that is LSU at Florida. Um, I do agree. Florida is a weird state. Florida, Florida's a weird state or in a weird state. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Gonna, we're going to go tailgate with Florida men, Florida man. Um, (laughs) We're going to sing lots of Tom Petty, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But this isn't the matchup like when week seven rolls around, this might not look like a great game um, to the casual college football fan. Uh, both teams are in a rebuilding. Um, Florida is looking for a big win. I, I do believe the swamp is going to be rowdy to try and, st- and steal a win from an LSU team. Who's also rebuilding. Um, although I have heard from multiple people, this is from LSU, from Tennessee fans, um, South Carolina fans, they've Auburn fan. They've all said Florida has the worst fans in the SEC. Well, that's uh, that's why it's a good good idea to go as a neutral third party observer. So yeah, I'm going as a neutral third party. I'll wear a white t shirt or a I don't know, just a neutral colors. Um, but for dinner, I'd go to the top. And then the after party at Salty Dog Saloon. Well, so my, my week seven is the Sinjay Way poll winner. Uh, in, in honor of that, I have prepared a musical piece. Oh. <clears throat> Almost here, West Virginia. As uh, performed by Scott Stapp, obviously. I didn't know Country Scott. Roads. I didn't. I didn't right? know we got Scott Stapp here. Wow, hey, Jay. We're always looking yeah. for new guests. I know. Uh, but yeah, Baylor at West Virginia uh, was the game that won my poll. Obviously, part of that is because West Virginia fans, for whatever reason, have decided to follow me, and I love them for it. They are my people officially. I'm ready for some moonshine. I'm ready for some pepperoni rolls. I can't wait to go up and tailgate at the Blue Lot. It is going to be a hell of a time up there in Morgantown. Uh, for my bonus activity, I uh, pretty much just want to live Tyler Childers songs. Uh, so I'm going to smoke spirits on the roof, uh, looking over West Virginia, and then I'm also going to go to the Cranberry Glades up in Pocahontas. Uh, I don't know where either of those, like, I don't know where that is, but Pocahontas Tyler Childers sang about it, so I'm, I'm okay. Pocahontas, I'm okay with it. Pocahontas, I think, is an hour and a half. Now, that works out perfectly. Hang on. I do have to say this since you brought up Pocahontas. Okay, so there is a a place near Pocahontas, a high school named Poca. Okay, Poca High School. Their nickname is the Dots. The Poca, the Poca Dots. 
Incredible. One of the I, greatest. I one of the great West Virginia home of the greatest nickname in all of sports, the Polka Dots. Love that. Um, all right. So my week eight. Oh, I, I can't wait to have you up here, Jay. We're gonna have a. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna have a blast. This I'm is calm. the one that I'm actually doing. Yeah. Uh, for all the people is- listening, like I. I I have to book my flight. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it yet. If I'm going to fly into Pittsburgh or if I'm going to maybe do a little bit of a roundabout way of getting up there. We'll see. But uh, I'll keep you all posted. I'm I'm probably going to call off work on that Thursday. I love that. I'm, I'm going to probably call off work. You, you, you need to, to be honest. Probably and hang out all day and then go into work Friday. Just a miserable person. Um, Worth it. <laughs> Oh, 100%. Um, so my week eight, my week eight, I'm getting, I'm throwing another, uh, I'm throwing another homer pick at you. Minnesota at Penn State, the whiteout. Listen, no college football tour is complete without going to the whiteout. And even though it's not against Ohio State or Michigan, it's going to be a night game. It's against Minnesota, who, if people forgot, last time these two teams faced off against each other, Minnesota got the governor's bell. So Penn State's looking to get the governor's game or the governor's bell back. Um, again, one of the most electric atmospheres in sports. Uh, the crowd chanting, the let's go PSU cheer before the team runs out. Zombie Nation, which I will say Zombie Nation is getting to be overplayed at Penn State. It's getting to be overplayed. Like you got to, if it happens all the time, it's no longer special. You, you got to pick your spots when zombie nation plays. Um, so it's like, uh, it's like Tennessee playing Rocky top or Oklahoma playing boomer sooner, where it's just kind of a little, it's little bit over much there. and over and over and over. But at least those are like the school songs. Culture, yeah. Culturally specific, like zombie nation, Penn state kind of just adopted it. You know, um, it'd be like South Carolina playing sandstorm nonstop. Yes, exactly. Which I mean, after they, they they would after when they're about to kick off, um, every time, but yeah, it's, it's getting a little tiresome, but anyway, if you're going to go to Penn state again, this is going to be very touristy, um, for the people that live in Penn state, but I'd go to the corner, um, get a good burger down at the corner, finish it off with a milkshake. And then for drinks afterwards, my personal favorite, everyone's going to say champs downtown, but me being me being a man that just turned 30, champs just, it, it's not my vibe anymore. You know, back when I was 23, absolutely. But now not so much. My favorite bar in Penn State is the first basement Irish bar, live music, usually folk music. Uh, I It's my favorite in State College. All right. So my, my week eight pick. I am going back to the Pacific Northwest. Of course. And I'm going to watch Chip Kelly head to his old stomping grounds at Oregon. Oh. That's right. Okay. I again this is this goes back to my uh my love for storylines and sports entertainment. Uh it is it's gonna be fun. Chip Kelly's going back to Oregon. Obviously, uh, you know, we don't know how Oregon's gonna be with landing out there yet. Uh, obviously, it's going to be more of a defensive approach, but it's it's tough to say how that program is going to be. We'll see if if Lanning is maybe the guy that they finally hold on to. Uh, obviously, their last two coaches have left for for Florida, but uh, we'll see 
how the season progresses. I also think UCLA, you know, with with Lincoln Riley coming in to to the Pac-12 at USC, I think uh, UCLA has kind of lost their chance to be the, the power program uh, down there, which I think a lot of people thought that maybe there was a shot uh, with Chip Kelly coming in. Uh, but this could be an interesting matchup. Again, there's that storyline there. Uh, Oregon at Autzen obviously is is a place that I think uh, has has some some environment to it as well. Uh, not just being in the Pacific Northwest, it's a you know the Autzen Zoo. It can get loud uh, over there. Uh, for my bonus activity, uh, I talked about Oregon State. I was going to go to Mount St. Helens. For Oregon, I'm going to Crater Lake, which is yet another volcano. Uh, so thank you to the Pacific Northwest. And I think they call it the, what is it, the Ring of Fire around the Pacific? Yeah. Uh, for for those volcanoes and the beautiful scenery that I'm going to witness while also taking in college football. I mean, perfect. I mean, perfect. I mean, you have, like, like you said, you, you have those scenic, you have the scenic overview in the Northwest. Uh, I mean, it's a win-win. Um, I have a bonus here. Bonus game for week nine. I have Thursday night football, Virginia Tech at NC State. Just oh, so did, you, did you do two did you do two games or just no 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 just I'm just saying that game. I didn't do any research research about NC State. I'm sure Raleigh is a is a lot of fun to go to, and I'm sure NC State people are gonna be jacked up because even though Virginia Tech's not good, NC State's gonna be good and they're gonna be jacked up to play on Thursday night against a one of the better programs in college football. Um, so that's my bonus. Um, my actual week nine pick, Michigan State at Michigan. Okay. Oh, there he is. Oh, no. Surrender Cobra. It's just that also happens to be my week nine game. Oh, it is. <laughs> I mean, Jay, Paul Bunyan trophy on the line. You want to talk about chaotic rivalry games? Michigan State, Michigan is one of those. Like, I don't know if Michigan or Michigan just fumbles the opportunity, no pun intended, or if Michigan State just finds just is extremely lucky when these. I two think teams. it's a little bit of both. Like Sparty playing, doing Sparty things. Um, last year that happened, Michigan, people thought, Oh, here, here's good old Michigan again, you know, uh, fumbling away their season and Michigan comes back with their hair on fire and makes a run at the college football playoff. Michigan state loses to Purdue, gets smoked by Ohio state. Um, and then also has a very good year though, uh, won a new year's six bowl, but still was not on that same level as Michigan. Um, listen, Michigan's going to be out for blood. Like, that's the thing. Like, you kind of look at this matchup and you say, okay, Michigan's coming off of a big year. This might be a perfect Sparty game. No, 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 no. Michigan has been hearing about how they've lost to Michigan State for for almost an entire year. They want to bury Michigan State. And I don't know who's going to win this game, but it's going to be – this this is this is a key matchup. Um, this is a key matchup in college football. Yep, uh, and also it's the big house, which is the largest college football venue. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of history there. Uh, so it's it's one of those stadiums that 
if you love college football, you absolutely have to go see a game there. It's and cool. Seeing in. this game in particular would be a lot of fun, I feel like. Uh, it's, for my, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. And, no. My it's, bonus activity is a little bit off the wall, so I'm going to let you okay, so get this out. For I me. have to So when you walk into the big house, it is impressive. It is very impressive. And you're you have to keep in mind that you're kind of uh, squished in. You don't have, or at least some people have chair backs, but like a lot of it is just bleachers. So you're kind of squished in there. Um, It is impressive. If you're going to tailgate, tailgate on the golf course uh, across the street from the stadium, it was a great time. Um, Grab for your meal. Again, I did not do this, but my Michigan fans, my Michigan friends have told me, go to Blimpy Burger, get a triple. It's kind of like Michigan in and out or it's like, that's pretty much what it is. It's Ann Arbor in and out, but it's like just specific. It's only one shop, but go to Blimpy Burger, get the, get the triple. They do have a Quint, which is five burgers. Uh, Sounds I like my kind of burger. I would, I would not do that. At least not now. And then bar wise. Go to Ashley's. I was at this place. Uh, they have a regular bar. Then they have a basement. I went down there for about two hours. And the bartender played um, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd from start to finish. Um, somewhere during the great gig in the sky, I thought, I think I have to go upstairs because this is just too crazy for me. Uh, and <laughs> And then money came on and it sucked me back in and I was there until Eclipse finished. Yeah, so, so, so like we don't have basements in in Texas, so that that would be uh the the idea of a basement bar just really appeals to me. I it's it's what it's cool because like they had their normal bar upstairs, and then this other guy was like, "I think you guys would like the basement bar." I was like, "Okay," and we walked right down there, and it was dirty, it was small, it looked like we were in somebody's basement, but I had a good time. So, Blumby Burger, and then Ashley's. Uh, for my bonus activity. Uh, three hours away in Canada is the town of Listowel, Canada, Listowel, Ontario, Canada. Uh, the significance of that is that is the rural Canadian town that the show of Letterkenny is based off of. <laughs> okay. Literally the only reason I want to go, I'm going to have a puppers. Uh, I figure that's as close as I'll get to that part of Canada. So might as well take advantage of it. Uh, what's the... I have what's my passport. Big, I'll be fine. What's the big guy's name? Uh, Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan is Squirrel. I, I, I think have, uh, so. I think Wayne is uh, the guy that plays Wayne Jared Kisos from Listowel. Okay. Uh, if I'm saying that right, if I'm not, then I'm sorry. Sorry to to our listeners uh, for my my lack of knowledge of Canadian towns. I could see you go into that town as uh, cosplaying as Squirrely Dan. I so yeah. I mean, like you know. People do that, right? They go yeah. to like places from from cities mm-hmm. uh, that are they're fictional, but like they still do it. Like I think the entire town of Forks, Washington, is like a Twilight museum. Uh, but that's no, great. I want to go to Letterkenny. Letterkenny. So th- that that's awesome. where I'm headed. Awesome. I do have I, I dressed up as Squirrely Dan for Halloween last year. So there we go. I, I can cosplay as there we uh, go. As our man Dan, I knew it. I you, I just knew. I'm like he definitely has dressed up as Squirrely Dan before. <laughs> Week ten. Week uh, ten. I'm going to the go. Falling Apart Conference USA. 
I'm going to go watch UTSA at UAB. And the, the reason I'm watching this game is because both of these teams are about to head over to the American Conference, but they have consistently been at the top of this conference. UTSA, I think, is one of the rising stars of the Group of Five conferences. Uh, Jeff Trailer and everything he's done there has been really impressive to see. We'll see if he can keep up that momentum. And UAB is probably going to be the biggest challenger in conference. Uh, Bill Clark, I think, Again, I still don't think people talk about Bill Clark enough, what he has done with a program that was literally, not not figuratively, that program was literally dead, gone, buried. They brought it back, and he rallies UAB to become a Conference USA champion. I mean, they were at the rankings at one point in 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, that that coaching performance by Bill Clark, is, is it's been incredible. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit, and I, I just want to go over to to Birmingham, get back to Alabama. Uh, don't really have a lot of activities for Birmingham because I already, you know, obviously, Talladega is a is a twice a year deal, and and both of those times have been exhausted. So I'm just gonna go to scenic downtown Birmingham and and see what the city has to offer me. I've heard Birmingham is a growing city. I mean, they put the entire USFL there. Yeah, the, the Pittsburgh of the South. The Pittsburgh of the South. <laughs> um, no, that, I like that pick. I like that pick. Um, I do have a bonus game for Thursday night, Appalachian State at Coastal. Love that. That is becoming a it, – it's becoming a rivalry of these two top teams out of the Sun Belt um, getting after each other. Um, Mountain versus Coastal. Beach. Yep, Mountain versus – it's it's two cultures – to, or two completely different cultures. It's two completely different uniform schemes. And I love – this is going to sound so silly and so dumb. I love when two uniform schemes are completely different and their programs are at, like, the same level. Yep. It's, it, it, awesome. it's Something about it just matches up right. Yep. It's – this is – these schools were born to hate each other. And I love that this rivalry is starting to heat up. Um, but that is not my pick. I'm sorry, it's not. But I did want to give it some love. Um, again, I said no no tours complete without going to the whiteout. No tours complete without going to LSU. Um, LSU is in a rebuild, but it's in Death Valley, Alabama, at LSU. Brian Kelly is going to go down there with his family to one of the most hostile – places in college football to host Alabama. I want to sing neck with the LSU people. I want to see, I want to experience death Valley, the real death Valley at night. Um, and the also, best tailgate food in the nation. Oh, absolutely. And that's why for breakfast for breakfast, I'm going to go to Louie cafe for a little bit of breakfast, but not getting full. Because we got we got gumbo, and we got other things to eat in that parking lot. And then in the evening we're going to Fred's. <laughs> Fred's bogeys. Oh man, I got into some fun stuff in uh, in Baton Rouge in my college days. Uh, Elsie's, if you want to go for a brunch, is a, is a great spot. Yeah. Uh, and then Pyrene's is my go to dinner spot. Anytime the Arnold family goes to Baton Rouge, we go to Pyrene's. And it is fantastic Cajun food. Noted. I will. I will get down to LSU. I will get down there. You have to. Well, I am taking. I'm taking your advice when that when that happens. 
Week 11, I am going to the Palouse, I believe they call it, Washington State. Arizona State is traveling Ooh. up there. Uh, Washington, so this game is is less about the game and more about the fact that I've heard that Washington State uh, per capita is are some of the best drinkers in college football. I want to go find out. I'm also going to go get some of that Cougar Gold cheese that they have up there. Uh, I've heard really good things about it. Uh, I, I'm assuming that I'm probably going to need an IV if, if Washington State fans live up to their reputation of drinking. I've never heard that. Washington, Washington State fans get after it? I, I have heard. Up at Pullman? Up in Pullman. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll have to do like a little post on this, and, and Washington State fans can let us know if that is the case. Oh, absolutely. No, we're clipping this. We are 100% clipping this. Um, my week 11, Alabama. Alabama showed up a few times on here. Alabama at Ole Miss. And here's the thing. Why is Alabama keep popping up? Because Alabama is the top dog of college football, even though Georgia won last year. They are. You're going to get everybody's best game every time you play them. You're going to have the, the fans are going to roll in to cheer their team on to hopefully witness an upset. So Alabama at Ole Miss, get your popcorn ready. Lane train against his old master Saban. Um, you go to Ole Miss for the tailgating. Um, even though I've heard allegedly, allegedly the Grove is highly overrated. Again, I didn't say that. It, but I need I need to find that out for myself. It's an experience you have to you have to have for yourself. Because there's no no fire, right? You can't have yeah. open flame. So in the, in the grove in the grove, you have to bring in food. Right. Uh you can't you have like you can have bottles, but they have to be like poured into solo cups. It, it's the, the grove has so many weird rules. It, it has it's rules. Yeah, it's it's a wild place. And then you have like people with like chandeliers in their tents. It's it's crazy. Oh man. So I'll I'd go to this game. I will wear the suit. Listen, I will wear the suit for the frat boys in Ole Miss. All right. And because I ate so much, okay, at the Grove, I'm gonna go to two different bars at Ole Miss. Okay. I'm going to the Coop which is apparently a haunt. Are you familiar with haunts? Yeah, it's rooftop like a dive. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a rooftop dive. Yeah, so uh, the coop, and then this other one that is called, oh, where is it? Oh, grocery, grocery store? No, city grocery, city grocery. So the coop and city grocery, both like b- rooftop haunts as they're called kind of balcony dive type places. So the, the square is the big uh, area for bars in old, at Ole Miss and Oxford. Uh, one thing I'll say is that for a big game weekend like this, those places are going to be charging ridiculous covers. Uh, it, it's wild. Like we went there and then we got there and we're like, ah, and we ended up at a house party instead. Uh, but it, Oxford's a fun town. Uh, it, it's hard to... Uh, Hard to go there and have a bad time. Good, good. Are we in week 12? Week 12. Week 12. Uh, Colorado at Washington. And Beautiful. For those of you who can't see the screen, I got sent this whenever I was trying to maybe influence the Send Jay Away poll to send me to Washington. 
in this hypothetical world where I have all the money, I get to go see Colorado at Washington. I get to go out on Lake Washington. I get to sailgate and see one of the most beautiful backdrops in college football. A little bit of fog may get a little bit chilly late in the season, but man, I, I just, I want to be on Lake Washington and I want to get to see what is one of the most picturesque stadiums in college football. And then I'll follow that up by going across the Puget Sound to Olympic National Park and see, uh, you know, just beautiful, beautiful nature. I'm sticking with the theme of nature. There we go. Uh, the greatest the greatest scene in college football, it's called, Washington Stadium. I'm not surprised by that at all. It yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah. It's, it was one, I will say, and we're, we're – uh, Close, uh, we're getting close to the end, so I'll just say that was one of the stadiums that I was disappointed I could not get on the list. And maybe if Washington was a little bit better, maybe I could have fit them in somewhere. But um, it happens. Hope, maybe next year, Huskies. Um, my week twelve, it's Bedlam, baby. Bedlam in Norman. And listen, there is talk. I might be at this game. There is serious talk right now with my with my posse that this game is the game I might go to. Um, so it Bedlam- is it. So I have been to Bedlam. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two fan bases do not like each other. <laughs> I got to, I got to go see Bedlam, the football game, but the birthplace of the name Bedlam comes from the wrestling rivalry. And right. they just so happen to have a wrestling duel in town the night before the game. Get out of here. So really? I got to go to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State Wrestling and Oklahoma, Oklahoma wow. State Football in the same weekend. Fantastic weekend. I love you, Norman. Yeah, they don't. That's yeah, they don't like each other. They really don't. So that was in Norman or Stillwater? It was in Norman. In yep. Norman? Uh, okay. I haven't been to Stillwater yet. Uh, love me some Hertz Donut. Uh, if, if you know about, uh, about Ted's in, in Norman, if you know, I mean, there's just, I, I have spent a lot of time in Norman. Uh, I grew up an OU fan and being from Dallas, it, it's not too far of a ride up to, uh, up to Norman. Uh, a lot, a lot of good memories there. Well, good. Well, if this happens, I'm going to be taking your recommendations. Um, close games that I did not choose this week, uh, Utah at Oregon, and Miami at Clemson. I did pick Clemson for another week. Oregon, I yeah, I missed out on the Odson Zoo. Um, again, it's okay because I had all the Pacific Northwest games. Yeah, you you took you. care of all the Pacific Northwest. Games. <laughs> um, you have that covered. Um, so listen, there's a chance this might be game of the year, if especially for the Big Twelve, and if both of these teams, if Oklahoma can keep what they're doing with Venables. And then if Mike Gundy can can recharge this team, this might be the game of the year for the Big 12. Um, again, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma for the first time in a while last year. They're trying to prove it, prove that, hey, they can beat them consistently. So it's going to be fun. Um, for dinner, again, you're probably, you're probably going to tell me no. From what I found, Das Boot Camp is a German place there. We're going to get some grilled sausage, okay, a little bit of brats. And then for the bar, Nopton, Nopton Social. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a time for sure. Is it my vibe? Is It's not too, like, is, uh, it's not too clubby, is it? Like, uh, it's a good vibe. I, I think it may be a little clubby for you. 
Well, listen, I've spent enough time in basement bars in this hypothetical that, okay, we're cutting loose in week 12. <laughs> we're, cutting, we're cutting the rug and going into the repertoire. Um, going to get hammered with the college kids. Oh, yeah. Week 13, Jay, start us off. Egg Bowl. That's all I have. I mean, the oh, Egg Bowl is great. literally the most chaotic rivalry in rivalry week. Whether it's somebody, you know, fake pissing on the field to get a penalty that puts, them, that puts them out of range for the for the winning extra point. Mm-hmm. I mean, this game is just there's always something going on in this game. It's chaos. There's there's liable to be fights breaking out. Mm-hmm. And I get my Oxford pick in to go tailgate in the Grove because I do enjoy my time there. Uh, mm-hmm. For my bonus activity, after my game in Oxford, I'm going to head up to Memphis, go see the most important monument in the South, the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid in Memphis. <laughs> um, the Egg Bowl, I because I'm a, I'm a college football sicko, I look forward to the Egg Bowl more than I look forward to watching whatever NFL games on Thursday night. Amen. Like, I love watching the Egg Bowl, and so, it's. I, I am a little bit worried about Texas joining the SEC, not because I'm worried about how they'll be as a team, but I'm worried that they'll bring back A and M and Texas playing Thanksgiving night, and I will miss my Egg Bowl. You know what though, Jay? Didn't they start playing on Black Friday the day after, towards the end? Uh, I think it was always on Thanksgiving night. Was I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. Whenever I, I was still in my OU fandom at that stage of life. Hopefully, hopefully they put it to Black Friday because I always say Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, is one of the most underrated football days in in the country it is. or of all time. It's one of the most underrated days. I love. Of it. course, um, there there are some that think that A and M and LSU will keep playing on on Thanksgiving. We'll see what happens with that. Well, for Week Thirteen, I have LSU at Texas A and M for my Week Thirteen. Um, listen. You got to go to Kyle Field, the 12th man, uh, one of the most electric atmosphere in sports. Uh, I know this isn't a traditional rivalry for rivalry week, um, but I mean, Jimbo versus Kelly, um, I think it's going to be, I I really think it's going to be entertaining. Um, Both these programs, um, where they are, Texas A&M is kind of, Again, recruiting very well. LSU is trying to bounce back after kind of being a little bit left in the dust. Hopefully, Brian, Brian Kelly's trying to uh, really recharge this entire program. So we'll see what happens. And I have no idea where both of these teams are going to be at, towards the end of this year. I mean, if Texas A&M drops two games, you know, are they going to tank it and be an eight-win football team? You know, is LSU going to be good if they get a couple wins? I have no idea, but – I think you have to go to Kyle Field if you're going on a tour. And I cannot dissuade you from that. Uh, you're going to Northgate. You're going to the Dixie Chicken. Uh, you're going to get a burger there. Get some, mm-hmm. Go to Fuego late night after the bars. Get you some tacos. Uh, you know, there is there is so much good food. If you have time, head out of town a little bit. Go to Snow's. Get some of the most famous barbecue in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Go see Miss Tootsie. She's a Texas icon, the queen of Texas barbecue. God, I could speak forever. This is, I guess I'm a little bit biased here. Yeah. So this is what I have. Okay. Now 
I did say go to C and J's. Uh, so, I mean, they have a good chicken fried steak. They have a good chicken fried steak. Get the chicken fried steak at C and J's. Now, for the bar, I remember when, when, when you were just a guest before you graduated to co-host, uh, you said the Dixie Chicken was your favorite bar at Texas A&M, I believe. Uh, I mean, it's just the, it's the perfect starting point, right? Right. I, I would take you on a tour of the bars at Texas A&M. Go see the whole Northgate district. You start off at the chicken. You get pitchers. You know, I mean, dude, you could go during the week and get uh, dollar pitchers of Lone Star. I don't know if they're still doing that nowadays, but. Wait, do- uh, Lone, Lone Star? like Lone the- Star Beer. Lone Star Beer. Oh, I thought you meant like the the, the chain Lone Star. No, no, no. Are you familiar uh, with the Lone Star? Where, where, I, where I am. Dude, the <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, the chicken is just such a, a cool place. I'll get to show you the rattlesnake that they have on display there. Uh, a live rattlesnake, by the way. Live uh, rattlesnake? Yeah, they have like it. It's in a It's in a little, uh, it has its own little enclosure. It's It's nice. But yeah, I mean, the chicken's such a special place. College Station forever will always have a huge piece of my heart. Uh, and I think Northgate as a whole is a big part of that. It's one of the best college towns in the country. People will try to tell you otherwise, but as far as college towns go, yes. It's up, it's up there. Um, do you have a week 14 for the, big, for the, tw- for the uh, tr- championship? I'm just going Mountain West Championship. I'm hedging my bets okay. that I'll either get a ski trip or the San Diego Zoo. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to be mad. This is the first one where you might be mad at me. So I'm, I want to go to the Big 12 Championship. I just want to see Jerry World. I want to see this over-the-top financial uh monstrosity that they created that has taken away why is this place so great that it takes away college rivalries or college games to play in this place i want to know a monument to man's stupidity and ego combined it is i mean it's it's called jerry world it's called the death star Neither of which are particularly good nicknames. They, no. I mean, they're great nicknames, but not in a way that are good for the stadium. Uh, also, you have the fact that the, the stadium was built east-west, so you have the sunlight coming in and blinding uh, people uh, through these windows that they have up there. Uh, the one good thing I will say is that five minutes from the stadium is Hurtado Barbecue, which is delicious. Uh, you absolutely must have if you go to a game at Jerry World. I mean, the the, the gigantic scoreboard. They didn't stop. They didn't stop and think if they could, or the, they didn't stop and think if they could, or they're too worried. Sorry, I'm all gonna get the line right. They were too worried. So preoccupied, preoccupied with whether or not they could. they could. They they didn't stop and think if they should. I just butchered that goal. Hey, it's the effort that counts. You knew, you knew. We're all about effort here. Um, Week 15, I mean. Army, Navy. There's no other place. Uh, And I I don't say that as just because it's the only game. I say it because college football isn't complete without the Army, Navy game. Yep. It gets their own day. It's in Philadelphia. Um, So for for my bonus activity, I am. Eating every cheesesteak in Philadelphia and becoming a local legend in Delco. 
So those are my goals. I have, I have, um, I can help you with that. Uh, so Dale Sandro's is kind of the best cheesesteak place. I think that's what most people are going to tell you. Jim's roast pork is also up there for cheesesteaks. Um, now as far as bars go, the Philly people might get mad at me here because I'm not downtown Philly. So we're going to go to Drexel Hill. We're going to go to Hanoran's. All right. Great pub, live Irish music. Last time I went there, they played the hits. Charlie on the MTA, Celtic Symphony, the Fields of Athenry, Galway Girl. This place is that Irish, that Irish theme. Okay. Hanoran's in Drexel Hill. That's where I'm going for the bar. But Army Navy in Philadelphia. I think next year they're in Boston. Yep. Did, someone, did I we hear that right? Foxborough. Foxborough. Ah, yep. uh, I don't know. Listen, Baltimore because Baltimore's kind of like the home game for Navy. Um, Philly. I mean, it's not that far away from West Point, but it just the historical significance is a good spot. But, but yeah. Last time in Philly for at least another year, you gotta, you have to make a trip to Army Navy. It's on every college football bucket list. All right, Jay, do you have anything to add as we before you move on for the week? I do not have anything to add. Uh, I did say for the bowl week that I wanted to go to the Bahamas Bowl, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously, I mean, that one's kind of self-explanatory. I'm going to the Bahamas. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> bowl game for me. I think, like, if you were being serious, like, you would go, I would have to say, like, one of the big, big bowls, Rose Bowl or Sugar Bowl would probably be. Yeah. Yeah. If we're being serious about it, I would say probably the Rose Bowl. Just be, It's the granddaddy of them all, the parade. It's. Like but I said, I'm going it, to the Bahamas, so it needs to be fun. a playoff game every year. The Rose Bowl should be a playoff game every single year. I, I will die on that hill. Um, I think the Bahamas Bowl should be a playoff game. Not, not one of the big, the bigger bowls, the New Year's Six bowls. I'll go to the Alamo Bowl just because I love San Antonio. Yeah, and you always remember the Alamo Bowl. Always remember the Alamo Bowl. Do you ever play in an Alamo Bowl? I did not. No, I played in the. Peach Bowl and I played in the Liberty Bowl. So Memphis and Atlanta. Who'd you play in the Liberty Bowl? West Virginia. Oh, really? Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Okay, that's a good matchup. Did you guys win? We did. Yeah. Okay. That nice. was that was my last game as a player. I didn't play in it though. I was injured. I did get to enjoy the ducks at the Peabody Hotel though. There we go. Wait, wait, that was in Memphis. So the did you go see the big was the big pyramid there yet? Yeah, the big pyramid has it's been there for a while. Uh, I think it only recently became a Bass Pro Shop, so. Oh. Did you visit? Did you did you get to visit we, the pyramid? We didn't we didn't get to go to the pyramid now. Someone that's why didn't I, want, that's why I have pyramid? to go back. That's why I have to go back. Uh, all right. We didn't see a Grizzlies game and I got way too drunk on Beale Street. <laughs> well, I mean, you were on the IR, so I guess I guess Yeah, I mean, I didn't have to worry about practicing, so I was just like, all no. right, whatever. <laughs> well, all right, so there it is. That is our dream college football tour for 2022. Thank you all for tuning in, and as always, have a great week.